everyone, Lisa here with CBD Health and Wellness. Thanks for listening in. Today we'll talk about CBD and how it works in the body. So this is the introduction to the endocannabinoid system. Before we get started, I have to share a little bit of important information with you. Uh, I am not a doctor or a healthcare provider. So none of the information in this presentation should be construed as medical advice. All of the information in this video is scientific and it is research-based, and it is for educational purposes only. CBD is a very safe substance and it's remarkably well tolerated. But if you have any questions or concerns about it or you're taking any prescription medications, it's best to consult with your healthcare provider before starting to use CBD or if you have any questions or concerns about it. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get started. You probably know at least one person who uses CBD and swears by it. It's been life-changing for me, but that's a story for another time. You've probably heard that CBD can help all kinds of conditions. If you're wondering if that's true, and if so, how exactly CBD works, keep listening. First, let's define what CBD is. CBD is actually an abbreviation for cannabidiol. It's one of over 100 naturally occurring compounds found in cannabis plants, which are called cannabinoids. CBD is a safe, non-addictive, non-intoxicating substance that offers significant therapeutic benefits. The list of conditions research has shown CBD can benefit is really long, as you can see, <laughs> and it includes autoimmune diseases, pain and inflammation, neurological conditions like epilepsy, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and multiple sclerosis, cancer, anxiety and depression, migraines, arthritis, motion sickness, menstrual pain, osteoporosis and bone health, insomnia and sleep disorders, diabetes, obesity, autism and ADHD, PTSD, addiction, gut disorders like Crohn's, colitis, IBS, and IBD, heart disease, skin disorders, antibiotic resistance, stress, traumatic brain injury, and overall wellness. There are three main types of CBD. Uh, these are the three basic kinds that you'll see out there available on the market. Uh, there are some variations in the percentages of components in CBD products, but generally speaking, these are the ones that you'll see. So there's full spectrum CBD, and those typically contain the complete spectrum of beneficial cannabinoids. So not just CBD, but there'll be other cannabinoids in those products as well. Those can include uh, synergistic cannabinoids, terpenes, essential oils, and other medicinal compounds. Full-spectrum CBD contains an insignificant amount of THC. Um, that's the legal limit or a little bit below that. So CBD will not get you high. Uh, none of these products will, at least. You, of course, can buy products if you live in a place where those are legal and available that contain THC. But generally speaking, the CBD on the market, it doesn't really contain much at all. Uh, then there's broad-spectrum CBD. That contains all the beneficial phytocannabinoids that you'd find in full spectrum, but it doesn't contain any THC at all. The product's been formulated to completely take all of the CBD, uh, sorry, all the THC out. 
zero high CBD or isolate CBD, um, our brand is called zero high, but you'll see these referred to as isolates, are made using a purified form of pharmaceutical grade CBD isolate. So as you can imagine, isolate, by that we mean it's isolated. There's no THC, there are no other cannabinoids, there's nothing else in that, just pure CBD. There's not even a trace of THC in that product either. You're probably wondering why CBD can work so well for so many different health concerns. How is it that this one product can help such a wide range of conditions, some of them that seemingly contradictory? And how can a substance be so safe yet so powerful? The answer is that we are hardwired for CBD use. To understand how CBD works in the body, let's now explore the endocannabinoid system. It's science time. Let's dig into some science here. Oh, by the way, speaking of cats, you can use CBD for your pets. Uh, animals also have an endocannabinoid system. Our bodies were built for cannabinoids. We have an entire system designed to receive cannabidiol, or CBD, for the purposes of regulating the body's internal systems. In the 1990s, scientists discovered endocannabinoids, which are natural cannabis-like molecules produced by the human body. They began to realize that cannabis exerted its effects in part by mimicking our own endocannabinoids. While trying to understand the effects of the cannabis plant, they discovered a complex cell signaling system and named it the endocannabinoid system, which sometimes is referred to as the ECS, and I will sometimes refer to it that way in this video. The word endocannabinoid stems from the words endogenous, which means a substance or process originating from within an organism, tissue or cell, and cannabinoid, named for the plant cannabis. The terms endocannabinoid and endogenous cannabinoid refer to the same thing, and they're often used interchangeably. Not only is the ECS a natural bodily system, it's a very important one. You may have heard a lot of claims about the medicinal properties of marijuana or about THC and CBD. Some of these claims may seem to be too good to be true, but research supports many of them. The reason for the far-reaching effects has to do with the wonders of the endocannabinoid system itself. It is believed that the endocannabinoid system, which is present in all mammals and many other animals, evolved in primitive animals over 600 million years ago. Humans and animals naturally synthesize endocannabinoids, which are chemical compounds that activate the same receptors as THC, which is the best known active component of cannabis sativa plants. By the way, that plant family includes marijuana and hemp. Most CBD that you see on the market is made from hemp. Cannabinoids are chemical compounds that trigger cannabinoid and other receptors in the body. More than 100 cannabinoids have been identified in cannabis sativa plants. The two most commonly studied and used cannabinoids are CBD and THC. It is an established scientific fact that cannabinoids and other components of cannabis can modulate many physiological systems in the human brain and body. There's a massive and rapidly growing body of evidence that supports the existence of this system and the therapeutic benefits of CBD. 
In the brain, cannabinoids and endocannabinoids work as neurotransmitters. Those are chemical messengers that deliver information from one cell to the next. Neurotransmitters all interact with a lot of different receptors, so they have a lot of different effects. The presence and critical functions of the ECS across many systems in the body, including the nervous and immune systems, explains why such a wide variety of ailments and disease states are responsive to cannabis-based interventions, including the use of CBD. The three main components of the ECS are endocannabinoids, which are the small molecules that activate cannabinoid receptors, cannabinoid receptors, which are located in the nervous system and throughout the body, endocannabinoids and cannabinoids bond with them, and enzymes that help break down endocannabinoids and cannabinoids after they're used. These functions all contribute to homeostasis, which refers to the stability of your internal environment. For example, if an outside force such as pain from an injury or fever throws off your body's homeostasis, your ECS will kick in to help your body return to its ideal operation. Endocannabinoids and the receptors are found through the body. In each tissue, the cannabinoid system performs different tasks, but the goal is always the same, as we mentioned before, homeostasis, which is the maintenance of a stable internal environment in your body, despite fluctuations in the external environment. The ECS exists and is active in your body even if you don't use cannabis or CBD. Its functioning depends on many factors, including genetics, age, stress, diet, and overall level of health. What are cannabinoid receptors anyway? Cannabinoid receptors sit on the surface of cells and they listen to conditions outside of the cell. They transmit information about changing conditions to the inside of the cell, jump-starting the appropriate cellular response. We have two known types of cannabinoid receptors, CB1, those are found in the central nervous system, meaning in the brain and nerves of the spinal cord, and CB2, those are found in the peripheral nervous system, which are the nerves in your extremities, the digestive system, and specialized cells in your immune system. Cannabinoid receptors are believed to be among the most plentiful in our central nervous system, and some researchers believe that we might have a third and undiscovered one as well. CB1 and CB2 are expressed in mammals, birds, reptiles, and even fish. Endocannabinoids combine to either receptor. The effects that result depend on where the receptor is located and which endocannabinoid it binds to. For example, endocannabinoids might target CB1 receptors in a spinal nerve to relieve pain. Others might bind to a CB2 receptor in your immune cells to signal that your body is experiencing inflammation, which is a common sign of autoimmune disorders. Experts aren't completely sure how CBD interacts with the ECS, but they do know that it doesn't bind to CB1 or CB2 receptors the way that THC does. Instead, scientists believe it works by preventing endocannabinoids from being broken down. This allows them to have more of an effect on your body. 
Others believe that CBD binds to that receptor that we mentioned before that hasn't been discovered yet. Initially, research suggested that endocannabinoid receptors were only present in the brain and nerves, but scientists later found that receptors are present throughout the body, including our skin, immune cells, bone, fat tissue, liver, pancreas, skeletal muscle, heart, blood vessels, kidney, and gastrointestinal tract. Through those receptors, the ECS helps regulate a lot of important functions, such as appetite and digestion, metabolism, immune function, chronic pain, inflammation, mood, sleep, reproduction and fertility, motor control, temperature regulation, memory and learning, cardiovascular functioning, muscle formation, bone health, liver function, pleasure and reward, stress, skin and nerve function. And about those enzymes that I mentioned before, you might be wondering what role they play. Uh, when endocannabinoids have finished their job and brought things into balance within the body, these enzymes come along to break them down and prevent them from going too far and upsetting the balance in the opposite direction. So there are two main enzymes that are responsible for doing this. Uh, one is FAAH and the other is MAGL. And we won't get too much into the chemistry there. <laughs> uh, it's kind of complex, but these enzymes ensure that endocannabinoids get used when they're needed, but not for longer than necessary. This distinguishes endocannabinoids from many other molecular signals in the body, like hormones or classical neurotransmitters, which can persist for many seconds or minutes or get packaged and stored for use later on. CBD can affect overall levels of endocannabinoids in the brain, and we refer to this as endocannabinoid tone. CBD inhibits the FAAH enzyme, which is explained above, breaks down endocannabinoids to make sure they don't keep working when we don't need them anymore. This means CBD can increase levels by preventing FAAH from breaking things down. Inhibiting the FAAH enzyme has been shown to be a useful strategy for treating anxiety disorders. Some of CBD's anti-anxiety properties may come from its ability to inhibit this enzyme, in other words. When the ECS becomes dysregulated, this is called clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. Experts believe this dysfunction is likely implicated in nearly all, if not all, disease conditions. According to U.S. National Institutes of Health scientists Paul Patcher and George Kunos, modulating endocannabinoid system activity may have therapeutic potential in almost all diseases affecting humans, including obesity and metabolic syndrome, diabetes and diabetic complications, neurodegenerative, inflammatory, cardiovascular, liver, gastrointestinal, skin diseases, pain, psychiatric disorders, cancer, chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, among many others. When the endocannabinoid system doesn't function properly, our health suffers, in other words. By modulating the endocannabinoid system and improving endocannabinoid tone, CBD and THC can slow, or in some cases, even stop the progression of various diseases. 
Dr. Ethan Russo, who is a board-certified neurologist and psychopharmacology researcher, believes that many chronic diseases may be caused by clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. In an interview with Project CBD, Dr. Russo explained what a deficiency of endocannabinoid function might look like. If you don't have enough endocannabinoids, you have pain where there shouldn't be pain. You would be sick, meaning nauseated. You would have a lowered seizure threshold and just a whole litany of other problems. It occurred to me that a number of very common diseases seem to fit a pattern that would be consistent with endocannabinoid deficiency. Especially these are migraine, irritable bowel syndrome, and fibromyalgia. They have common things, they have common factors. They're all hyperalgesic syndromes, meaning there seems to be pain out of proportion to what should be going on. In other words, you can look at the tissues and they look okay, but there's biochemically something that's driving the pain. If you'd like to read Dr. Russo's 2016, if you'd like to read Dr. Russo's 2016 paper on endocannabinoid deficiency, you can find it by its title, which is "Clinical Endocannabinoid Deficiency Reconsidered: Current Research Supports the Theory in Migraine, Fibromyalgia, Irritable Bowel, and Other Treatment-Resistant Syndromes." That can be found online. If you'd like a link to that paper, let me know and I'll get you a link. So there you have it. I hope that this video clears up any questions you might have about the endocannabinoid system and how CBD works. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask them in the comments and I'll do my best to answer. Also, again, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor and none of the information in this presentation should be construed as medical advice. It's all scientific and research-based, but it is for educational purposes only. Again, CBD is a very safe substance and it's remarkably well tolerated. If you have questions about CBD, please consult with your healthcare provider. To learn more about CBD, please check out our website at cbdhealthwellness.info and our Facebook page. We'll put links in the comments to this video. Subscribe to our email newsletter and you'll be entered to win a free bottle of CBD every month. And if you'd like to become an organic and natural CBD affiliate and earn some extra money while sharing CBD with your family, friends, and followers, there's a link for that information in the comments as well. That's it for now. Thank you for listening.